Welcome to the Dynasty Defined Podcast, a show discussing what's going on with the greatest dynasty in sports, the Oklahoma State Cowboys wrestling program. I'm your host, Lee Cawthorn, and today we got a pretty short one for you. It's uh, Thanksgiving week. The Pokes are not wrestling this week. They're getting a little bit of a break, but we've got a couple of events to recap. We've got the Lindenwood Open, where 35 Cowboys participated and 15 came away with championship belts out of the 20 weight classes that were available. And Isaac Olenek went and wrestled at the NWCA All-Star Duel, which is a fun time that they had there in State College, Pennsylvania. He took on Dean Hamity of Wisconsin and came away with a win. It's a really exciting development in his career. So we'll talk about all that stuff recap all of that and uh, get on with it. Uh, As far as housekeeping goes, next week we'll be previewing the CKLV tournament. The Pokes are heading into a meat grinder in that tournament. There is a lot of great competition. I've uh, put together some information on it and uh, who all should be participating. And it is a hefty, um, group of guys who will be wrestling in this one. There's 36 teams. Every weight class has at least 14 ranked uh, participants. Uh, some of them in our weights where we have some question marks are really loaded. 141, 149, 157, 184 all have a ton of competition. So um, at 184, we don't have a question mark. We have a sure thing, but how's he going to stack up, you know, at 184 against, uh, a couple of these guys that are ranked ahead of him, uh, including number one, Parker Kekeisen. So, um, I'm really excited about that tournament. So we'll have some in-depth stuff for it next week. Uh, as far as the Lindenwood Open goes, uh, again, the Pokes really, uh, participated well in the, um, tournament, uh, as mentioned in the open division where it didn't, uh, that's where all the starters were. They won eight out of the 10 weight classes. Uh, one of the weight classes, 174, the starter didn't go. And then, uh, at 157, Dan Manabog came in second place. So Uh, We'll talk about that a bit. In the freshman and sophomore division, there were a few other options here. Uh, Sam Smith took home a title. Jay Smolin took home a title, both at 125. Cale Hughes and Zach Blankenship both won titles at 133. Uh, Jeremy Manabog, the freshman from Houston, younger brother to Dan Manabog, uh, got a silver medal. Dax Hughes and A.J. Haig, Jersey Rob all finished first place in their weight classes as well. So really exciting stuff for the bench. Uh, and again, in the open division, the guys performed at a top level. And there was some OSU on OSU action in some of these weight classes too. Uh, let's just go one by one here. Uh, at 125 pounds in the open division, um, Troy Spratley teched his way through it. I mean, he won every match by tech fall. 
21 to six in the first round, uh, 17 to one in the second round, 19 to two in the semifinal there against Joey Cruz of Iowa. Uh, Joey Cruz was a top 40 overall recruit who initially went to Oklahoma and switched to Iowa or transferred to Iowa this past summer. And Spratly handled him up 19-2. I mean, it's <laughs> uh, impressive. And then he took out uh, McKendry's um, Christian Mejia in the finals with a 20-4 tech fall. So that makes all of Spratly's wins this season by tech fall, which, you know, you score one extra team point for getting a fall. A tech fall is really just exhibiting technical superiority to your opponent. Uh, scoring that many points and separating that much is just dominance and uh, um, really exciting stuff there from Spratly. He's going to have a heck of a couple tests coming up over the next few weeks, but uh, exciting to see him have this start to the season here as a redshirt freshman. So we get four years of this, which should be a lot of fun. 133 pounds. Reese Wheatcraft was the Oklahoma State champion in this one. Uh, Dayton Fix didn't wrestle, which was expected. And uh, Reese had a really solid tournament, uh, picking up a major decision in the quarterfinals, a decision in the uh, semifinals, and then a fall in the finals. Uh, didn't really wrestle anybody of no, mostly. Um, lower Division One or Division Two guys. The finalist was from Wayland Baptist out in uh, somewhere around Amarillo, Lubbock, maybe. Um, semifinalist was against uh, SIUE guy. So uh, still nice to see Reese out there uh, making things happen. Uh, good chance he could be the starter next year at 133, depending on uh, where Kale Hughes ends up. Um, as well as uh, Sakamoto, the freshman from Japan, will be in the lineup. So uh, still exciting to see Reese. And then, of course, you know, if somebody goes down, then uh, he's proven repeatedly that he's going to step up and make things happen. 141 pounds um, is actually pretty interesting here. Uh, you've got... You had two pokes in the uh, tournament at 141 pounds in, well, three, actually, in Tegan Jameson, Sammy Alvarez, and Andrew Blomoff. Uh, Blomoff came in fifth place, so placing there is is, is nice and a good uh, um, advancement for him. Uh, Alvarez was the top seed. It's not really a seeded tournament, but he was the top guy who wrestled his way to the finals, picking up major decision, 18 to nothing tech fall, major decision, major decision, before running into taking Jameson in the finals. Jameson pinned his way to these finals. So he picked up a uh, fall in his first match, a fall in the second match, uh, and then a fall in the um, a major decision in the semifinals, I guess, and then uh, picked up the 4-1 to win over Sammy Alvarez to 
win it. Uh, in the first round, actually, he pinned in four minutes and 33 seconds Dylan Lucas from Central Oklahoma. Lucas was a the third-place finisher in D2 last season for the Broncos. He was a national champion at NEO in the JUCO division. He's a Greco world teamer. So Dylan Lucas, and again, most Central Oklahoma guys, very talented. So really nice to see Tegan pick up that pin there in the first round. Uh, pin the guy from McKendry in the, in the semifinals, or excuse me, in the, in the quarterfinals, and then uh, pit of the major over McKendry's Ronan Schulke in the uh, semifinals before taking out Alvarez. Uh, four to one decision. Unfortunately, there's no video of this. Uh, I'd like to see it, but it's not out there. 149 pounds. Uh, you had Jordan Williams taking first. Carter Young took second, wrestling up at 149 pounds and unattached. Teague Travis took third, and Cutter Sheets took fourth. Uh, so the talk of this weight really is Jordan Williams picking up a 15 to two major decision over Carter Young, and I think that from what I gathered, Carter's a 141 pounder. He's still coming off that knee injury, and he's. Uh, kind of slow playing back into competition. Um, there is news about Carter that I'm not going to talk about. It's not my place. Uh, but he is committed to Oklahoma State. You know, just, he's he's going to redshirt. I, I don't want to get too deep into that. Um, it's up to him and all of that. But um, I'm not going to read too much into him losing like that and instead focus on Jordan Williams picking up that big of a win. Uh, Jordan's really talented. He's a top 10 overall recruit. Carter as well. So you have a good thing there in the competition in the room. And those guys are going to be pushing each other, which I think is excellent. I think Teague Travis is also there pushing as well. Jordan Williams only beat him seven to six. So, and then he went and finished third. So Teague, is, is having some really good results here. He uh, also in this tournament picked up a win over Joel Jessaroga from Iowa, a 7-1 to one decision over Jessaroga, which is a, a really good win. Jessaroga is a really high-quality athlete um, that I know that they're excited about at, at Iowa. And, and T. Travis is our backup right now. I think that if he can bulk up to 157, that would probably be his spot. He's on the roster at 157. So, um, you know, I, I think, of course, Dan Manabog going to have something to say about that for the next two years. Um, but it would have been, it, it's, there's interesting problems here from 141 to 157. Um, I don't think they're bad problems. I think it's all just good depth that they've built up over the past couple of years um, and finding out who's going to fit where. Jordan Williams, though, um, really turned it on in this tournament. Uh, he teched his way to the semis where he picked up the 7-6 to six decision over Travis and then, of course, got the 15-2 to two major over Carter Young. Um, so 
really excellent tournament from Jordan Williams and then kind of shake some things out in the uh, um, tournament. Cutter Sheets also made the semifinals where he got majored 17-3 to against Carter Young. So uh, all of the semifinalists at this weight were Oklahoma State guys. And uh, Cutter Sheets looked tough too. I mean, he got a tech, a fall, and then a decision over um, Cumberland's Jack Latimer there in the quarterfinals. So uh, exciting stuff. Carter Young picked up a, a couple wins before taking on Sheets and uh, making it to the finals. So um, good stuff at 149. I still think Carter's a 141. He's redshirting. Uh, Jordan uh, sitting there uh, making the finals and winning the thing. So hopefully with the lights on, him getting his debut, getting a chance, we'll see him more consistently. And I think it's going to be his spot moving forward at CKLD. We'll probably learn a lot. Uh, not probably. We're definitely going to learn a lot about uh, Jordan Williams. There's seven top 10 wrestlers in that weight class at the CKLV. So we'll see how he does. If he can go place, that's a big deal. 157 pounds. Uh, Dan Manabog and Jalen Harper both made the semifinals. Jalen Harper dropped a 8-2 decision to Cam Steed of Missouri. Um, and uh, Dan Manabog made the finals, uh, defeating Northern Illinois' Alec Reese to get there by tech fall, 25-10. to 10. He's, He scored a lot of points in this tournament, Dan. Man about did he, he picked up a fall in the first round, got a two majors and a tech on his way to the finals, where he dropped a 4-2 four, four to two decision to Cam Steed. He's really close to Cam Steed here, uh, who is somebody that a lot of OSU fans were calling to get to try to, try to get him to transfer uh, he's from Oklahoma, a Collinsville kid, uh, best friends with Jordan Williams, all that fun stuff. So, um, I, me included, I'd love to have Cam Steed, uh, at Oklahoma state, um, Missouri. We talked about this on the pin 12 podcast, but Missouri's got a weird, they're kind of letting Brock Mahler call some shots there, which Brock Mahler's a three-time All-American at this point and has been in Missouri for seven years. He's an equivalent to Dayton Fix if, without the same results, of course, but uh, he's up at 157 when their lineup is unequivocally better. If Mahler's at 149 and Steed's at 157, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, uh, Coach Smith there at uh, Missouri's been doing it for – he's been their head coach for 30-something years, so who am I to – to question his roster management in that situation. But Cam Steed's really talented. Would love to have him in Stillwater. Dan Manabog uh, taking, keeping it close there, four to two. You know, we'll, we'll see how this separates out over the year. But Manabog's put up better open tournament results. I hope that he's the guy that goes to CKLV. Again, seven top 10 wrestlers in that one, 18 top 33 wrestlers in that bracket for CKLV. So I really want to see Manabog and how he can hold up. And no, um, nothing against Jalen Harper, of course. I'm a big Jalen Harper fan for how he stepped into the lineup and has always been able to fill in. But uh, I have an interesting feeling about Manabog getting his opportunity. Uh, 165, um, Isaac Olenek. 
really ran away with this one, uh, made it to the uh, finals on a fall and two major decisions before picking up the fall in the finals uh, against Grant Odell from Bellarmine University. Uh, he did pick up that 9-1 to major over Drake Rhodes from Iowa. Uh, Rhodes, somebody that Iowa was really excited about. Um, th- 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 you know, I'm, I'm saying that for all these Iowa guys. Um, maybe it's just that Iowa fans are excited about all of their guys. I think that every wrestler they have is the next coming of Spencer Lee in their minds. Uh, uh, whether that's true or not is uh, up for debate. I don't really – trying to get into the psyche of a Hawkeye fan is dangerous, so I'm not going to spend a lot of time trying to do that. Um, but, uh, yeah, he's uh, – Olenek took it to Rhodes, uh, took it to Hunter Jump, picked up that major decision. So really exciting stuff. Isaac Olenek is the real deal, as we'll talk about when we get to the All-Star Classic. 174 pounds. Uh, this is the one where um, Braden Thompson, of course, set out of this tournament. He didn't uh, make the trip, nursing that injury to his hamstring. Uh, it's early in the season, so slow play it. Let him come back on his own time. Hopefully we see him for CKLV. Coach Smith said in his media availability that we would. Uh, so uh, we'll probably hold him to that. Uh, Blake Schedule made the semifinals where he lost to Danny Bronigal of Illinois. Um, is Schedule going to be the backup if we don't see uh, Braden Thompson? I, that's kind of the question here. Uh, Benji Mower was also in this bracket. I think that when we get to the freshman sophomore division of this tournament, we'll see, you know, we'll talk about AJ Haig, who wrestled at 174 pounds and won it. Um, think that he might be a better option here to go wrestle at CKLV. Um, at the same time, you want to get schedule his matches so that he has an opportunity to improve upon his, his standing in case he is the guy. So I think that that's an interesting question that they're going to have to ask there at 174 pounds if uh, they can't get Braden Thompson healthy. Um, but it's a long season, so if he's back in December, then that's great too. 184 pounds, Dustin Plott uh, won this thing with one, two, three falls and a tech fall. Uh, did Garrett Wells was the wrestler that he took on uh, that is notable from central Oklahoma? Um, redshirt freshman out of Glenpool. Uh, I remember, you know, hearing a lot about him in high school. He, uh, won a couple state championships, um, put together a really solid high school career. And then, uh, last year he, uh, won a couple open titles. Uh, and that's where I remember hearing about him was, uh, winning at the Fort Hayes state open, um, he won the this tournament, the Lindenwood Open last year. So uh, I think he's a starter there for the Broncos at 174 pounds. They expect big things out of him. But uh, Dustin Plott, of course, picked up the fall in four minutes and 30 seconds against him. So um, Dustin Plott took care of business, made it quick, didn't spend a ton of time on the mat, 
the fall in the championships came two and a half minutes into it. Uh, I guess Wells was in the second period. Uh, and then in the first match against the unattached wrestler from Illinois, he picked up the fall in a minute 15. So uh, Dustin Plot doing Dustin Plot things. I, again, this wasn't on video, uh, so I don't know this off of that one, but based off of what we saw against Bucknell, he really looks more fluid, healthy, stronger. Like He looks more natural out there. He's able to have a better gas tank and all those things. So really exciting stuff. 197, Luke Serber, same thing. Took care of business. Did what he was expected to do. Won by fall, tech fall, tech fall, tech fall, fall. And in the uh, finals against uh, Joe Bronigal of Illinois, he got the fall in 26 seconds. Bronigal's a really solid wrestler. Um, so <laughs> it's definitely... Uh, really exciting to see um, I think that some of the things that uh, I think some of the things that have changed this summer with the program have really helped Luke Serber, uh, he's gotten into a position where he's at the weight he's supposed to be at. Uh, he worked on his conditioning. He's worked on speed. He went and got to train. He made the U23 team, uh, you know, finishing second at the national tournament. He was able to go train in Colorado Springs. He was able to really participate in these camps. Uh, he talked about it a bit in the interview I did with him back in July where he's really feeling a lot better. And I think you're starting to, you're seeing it here uh, where he's um, just picking up really good wins. Uh, the win over Emmanuel Skillings uh, from Central Oklahoma is a really big one. Uh, Skillings, of course, from Broken Arrow, uh, was a real a, a top tier uh, recruit coming out of high school there two time uh, state champion three time state finalist um, this is his this is gonna be his first year starting for the uh, Broncos. Um, but he's uh, definitely somebody to keep an eye on there at D2. So uh, remember that name, though. Emmanuel Skillings and, and Luke Server kind of took care of business against him, 21 to 5, tech fall. And then he beat his, he got a 19 to 4 tech fall over his teammate, Trevor Dobbs, in the semifinals. So I'm uh, really excited about Luke Server. As always, I can't help myself with, with him. I'm always going to be excited about him. And then Connor Doucette won his weight class as well. Uh, Picking up a fall, tech fall, and two decisions to take home a title. So uh, exciting stuff there. Um, in the finals, he avenged a loss by his teammate, Christian Carroll, there in against uh, um, Missouri's backup, Nitzel. 
uh, Nitzel, of course, has a top tier training partner there, and, and Zach Elam. So, um, not and he's and he's been around. He's a junior, so not really surprising to see him knock off Christian Carroll. This is really why Christian Carroll, uh, as talented as he is and as good as he is going to be, uh, this is why redshirt's important for him. Uh, learning how to wrestle heavyweight at the college level is uh, something that needs to be done. I, I, it's just going to be really rare for um, an upper weight guy to come in and succeed too much as a true freshman. So um, really, uh, I'm going to cut all that out, cut it out. But anyway, Connor Reset picking up the, the championship. Um, exciting to see him pick up a tech fall, 19 to three uh, against anybody, right? Uh, I think if we see that version of Connor Doucette, and then the eight to one decision in the semifinals, like yeah, the talent level from Maryville or Wachita Baptist isn't going to be the same. Like Connor Doucette should be picking up tech falls against those kind of guys. I think he could do it against more. I think that he could tech um, a lot more guys. He's re- he's fast. When you sit back and you watch Connor Doucette, when he commits to an action, he's able to finish. He moves quick. When his opponents try to, when they take a lazy shot against him, he makes them pay. That's kind of what happened against uh, Mason Paris there, uh, Michigan, last year. So Connor's more than capable of going out and scoring points. He just needs to. Find it between the years. Look, and Connor's incredibly smart. Um, you know, we talked to him this summer as well, and he's uh, uh, graduating with he's going to graduate with honors from Oklahoma State this spring. Uh, he's uh, um, or next summer, I guess. But he's really smart kid, high IQ. The thing that comes with that, in a lot of cases, is. Uh, cautious decision-making, especially when you're young. And if he can put that out of his mind and just do what he knows he's good at, then he's going to win a lot of matches this year. I think that he could probably be a uh, point scorer and in civil A's. Um, the weight class is stacked. There's Again, this is why I advocate Redshirt and Carroll, because you've got a guy in Doucette who can – potentially do something um, while preserving confidence for Carroll, right? So that's that's ultimately, like, the weight class is stacked. Can he break into the top eight? I think that's a tall order, but can he get to the round of 12? Yes, I think Connor Doucette definitely can do that. And then from there, if you're there, if you're in round of 16, round of 12, anything's possible. Um, just have to win the next one. And uh, I like Connor Doucette there. So anyway, that's all the champions for the pokes at, uh, in the open division. And again, that's eight out of the 10 starters. And I think that you saw the, uh, um, two where they didn't send a starter at 174, the backup one at 133. And then at 157, it's between Damon about Jalen Harper ultimately. So, um, I think we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Uh, Sam Smith picking up his win there in 
pretty dominant fashion. I mean, he won the first match 7-3 to three against a freshman from Northwestern uh, and then proceeded to pick up a pin, a tech fall, a tech fall, and then a major decision in the finals against uh, um, Isaac Gibbs, who's a, a JUCO wrestler at Indian Hills. So uh, pretty cool to see Sam Smith win that one. Uh, Jace Cavanis, who I was told, Seth Duckworth told me that Cavanis changed his last name to, uh, oh, the senator, the acting, or the interim senator, uh, Mullen, changed his last name to Mullen. So um, I don't know. I need to confirm that. But Cavanis slash Mullen picked up uh, uh, a pretty dominant title here. You've got a 17 to 2 tech fall in the quarters. Or I'm sorry, in the in the first round, seventeen to one in the quarters, twenty to five tech fall in the semis, and then a twenty to three tech fall in the uh, finals. He wrestled Evans from Bellarmine, uh, Sharinga from Cumberland. Or I'm sorry, from Liberty, um, and uh, Bradford from Indian Hills. So. Uh, not sure what that says, but uh, pretty dominant there for Cavanis. He might be somebody that we see in the lineup eventually uh, in a few years. Cale Hughes made his debut for the Cowboys here in this tournament at the 133A division, uh, and he did the same thing. He had a pretty uh, great tournament here, picking up a fall in his first match. The fall in his in the in the semifinals, or I'm sorry, in the quarterfinals. Uh, Decision, a two nothing decision, in the semis, and then a fifteen to nothing tech fall in the finals. He wrestled uh, Anderson from Washtenaw Baptist in the finals. Ekman from Bellarmine in the semifinals. Uh, Tatum from Lindenwood in the quarters, and Haynes from Marion in the uh, first round. So um, again. You expect Kaylee Hughes to go out and win this type of tournament and have a really solid redshirt season. So we'll continue to keep an eye on that. Zach Blankenship won the other 133-pound division, and he did so uh, all with pins and all in the first period. So uh, his first-round pin came against uh, Evan Binder from Maryville, second-round Daryl Mills from Missouri Baptist, uh, semifinals against Schickel from Triton and the championship against Armstrong from Liberty. So, um, hey, Zach Blankenship. What do we know about Zach Blankenship? He's extremely strong. Uh, he had those shoulder surgeries, was out of the weight room. So when we saw him in action last season, it didn't necessarily look like that. But uh, the kid has state like powerlifting records for his weight class uh, from high school and then was a standout football player. So he's uh, he's as strong as they come. So to see him pin his way through something like that, especially after you're in the room, not surprising at all. Um, 141 pounds, A division, didn't have any Cowboys in that one. In the B division, we had uh, Mitchell Bornack who uh, 
lost his first match against a wrestler from Central Oklahoma. 149 pounds in the sophomore freshman division. Um, didn't have anybody. Um, 157 pounds, you have Jeremy Manabog, uh, who came in second. He lost to somebody that I am not going to try to pronounce their name. <laughs> um, they were wrestling unattached, so not sure where they're from, actually. Uh, let's see. I cannot pronounce that first or last name, so I'm curious what... Uh, looks like they wrestle at Emporia State. And I don't have any information. So, um, yeah, hey, that's an interesting situation there. Uh, somebody just entered an open tournament and, and came in and won it. Uh, uh, before that, Jeremy had a, was having a pretty good uh, tournament, though. So, again, somebody to keep an eye on. Um, Jackson Hughes took second at 165 pounds. I'm sorry, Jackson Wright took second at 165 pounds. Dax Hughes won his bracket at 174 pounds, as well as A.J. Hegg in his bracket at 174 pounds. So uh, pretty good stuff there from those two. Hegg, again, uh, somebody that I'd like to see get some goes as a starter. If... Um, Given the opportunity, but it's exciting to see Dax Hughes in there as well. And then uh, Jersey Rob won his bracket at 184 pounds. I think the ceiling's really high on Jersey Rob. He never really focused on wrestling, so to see him finally getting an opportunity here. He dominated through this bracket. I think they're really excited about him. So uh, I think Jersey Rob's somebody keep an eye on, uh, you know, could definitely uh, see him start to to find a way as at 184, 174 pounds. Um, I know Braden Thompson sitting there, Dustin Plott has a couple more years. Uh, I think that if A.J. Hegg or... Uh, Jersey Rob can get down to 165 pounds, then both of them have a really good opportunity to go be four-year starters at that weight. So um, good stuff all around from the Cowboys. And then Carlos Alvarado is another freshman from Enid that's pretty exciting. He got He's got an opportunity to wrestle at OSU, and he's definitely taking advantage of it. They really like him in the room up there. Um, so he took fifth place in that same bracket with Jersey Rob. Uh, great stuff uh, from the Cowboys. Uh, you went up, you entered a tournament last minute, and you dominated the thing, um, the, the like you should have. So I uh, really like seeing that, really excited to, to see how the Cowboys continue to improve there. Uh, then you had uh, Isaac Olenek, or Olenek, sorry, I'm, a little out of source today, but Isaac Olenek took uh, the opportunity to go wrestle at the 
NWCA All-Star Classic. He wrestled Dean Hamity. He's 0-3 against Hamity, and Hamity was the number four wrestled, ranked wrestler in the weight class, Olenek number six. Um, Olenek progressively closed the gap on him in those results, and he took full advantage in this one. Hamity was definitely the aggressor in the first period, uh, was taking more shots, trying to get to more offense. But Isaac really waited for his shot. He wrestled a really, really smart match. He didn't take a lot of risk. And when he finally put Hamity on his heels a little bit, thinking, this guy's not going to shoot on me, he took the opportunity, and he is lightning quick. I mean, the... Second period ankle pick that Olenek executed was beautiful. Just John Smith-esque, Cade Brock-esque. Like, think of all the really, really solid, great, low single leg artists that we've seen at Oklahoma State since John Smith invented the move basically, and this one was right there against an elite guy in Hamity. So Olenek really put himself in that elite category by picking up this win. Uh, So he got that second period taped down. He wrote him out to end the second period, picked up the riding time point, and then defended himself really well in the third period before finishing with a uh, slide by uh, to get another takedown, put it on ice, eight to two decision for Olenek. Um, It really wasn't close. I mean, Hamity couldn't finish on him and Olenek picked his spots really, really well and executed really well and put himself in that conversation of like, Okay, this is why he came to Oklahoma State. That's what that was the talk. It was, man, he was good at Northern Illinois, but then he came to Oklahoma State and he's next level. That's why he went there because you're getting better training partners. He called it out. He called out Coleman Scott, uh, coaching him, giving him some advice. Chris Perry, coaching him, giving him some advice to uh, improve in certain areas. Training with Dustin Plot. Him, those two have been training a lot together. And he, I mean, he said it in the interview we did with him this summer. Um, working with Dustin Plott and going at it with him has been really helpful. Uh, working with Braden Thompson has been really helpful. So, uh, you know, he really was able to, to raise his game. And then the, it was awesome to see that the national commentary is still that of like, yeah, that's why you go to Oklahoma State is you're going to get better at single leg takedowns and defense and working the mat and mat strategy. Um, A top 20 recruit in the class of 26 tweeted about it. So like, that's a big deal to go to those events and to win and to show that kind of improvement. So really good stuff there from Olenek. Uh, Really exciting for him this season. Man's on a mission. 
he thinks, which is the most important thing, by the way, that he thinks this, he thinks he can compete with David Carr and Keegan O'Toole, who, by the way, are in the same conference. You're going to get a shot at both those guys in duels. You're going to get a shot at Mikey Caliendo uh, from Iowa, formerly of North Dakota State, in a duel. You're going to see him again, at least one of them, again, at the Big 12 Championship. So, Olenek is going to have his opportunities. And after that reversal, decision reversal against Hamity, he really has a shot to achieve his goals, which he told this podcast, my goal is to win a national championship. That's why I came to Oklahoma State. We'll see what happens. Really excited about Isaac Olenek. Really excited about this team. Uh, Trying to slow simmer it, right? I don't want to come in and be too excited too fast. I'm excited regardless, which y'all know. I'm going to be optimistic. But somebody said, I want it to be shown. Like, I want to see it. No more talk. I want to see it. And I thought, well, how am I going to do the podcast? <laughs> uh, don't read the comments. Anyway. Um, but I think this is an exciting team. I think they've got good chemistry. I think they've got an interesting thing going. Um, I don't think we've really seen this kind of chemistry for a while. So uh, keep an eye on it. In the meantime, again, should we be releasing that uh, Kale Hughes Q&A here in the next week or so, uh, definitely before CKLV. Uh, And then next week we'll come in with some CKLV talk. I might try to bring in uh, somebody else to talk about it. We've got... Of course, Rowdy now covering the team for Flo, and Flo picked up the broadcast. So I'm going to try to get him on next week, uh, and we can discuss the tournament. We could also probably bring Hardell back on. So uh, exciting stuff for sure um, as we grow this thing out. Thanks, everybody, for the patience. Again, apologize for last week for messing up the audio. I'm trying to like not let that happen again. I've been trying a couple new things with uh, recording it. Uh, in different places, but uh, keep an eye out. Still trying to grow this thing, still trying to make sure that we're delivering you guys the best uh, Oklahoma State-focused content that we can. And as always, I'm, oh, I want to I hear your feedback, so uh, send me a DM, whatever you want to do. Uh, I'll, I read them, so looking forward to hearing from you. And... We will be back next week with some CKLV action. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody, and go folks.